what you was going through. Oh, I was molested. Hmm. Yeah. At nine years old. So I think going through middle school, because at nine, I already had hips. Damn near. Like, I was shaping out. And um, after that, I realized, like, you know, as a child, you rationalize shit your own sick way. It's not right. But I told myself, okay, if I eat and I'm fat, they won't look at me like that. That won't happen to mm-hmm. me again. Mm-hmm. So who was it? Um, It was somebody that worked at the Boys and Girls Club. I went to the Boys and Girls Club. Someone older? Yes. Grown? Grown. Damn. Yeah. He was probably 20. So why didn't you feel comfortable like telling your mom or anybody? I think, well, I know because as a child, I thought, because my mama crazy. I got a crazy black mama. I thought as a child, if I tell my mama, she going to kill this nigga. Mm -hmm. And then my mom is going to go to jail. Right. And then I'm going to lose my mom. Right. And I don't have a dad. Right. So now, do you just not be a victim and sweep it on the rug and keep going? Because... You see and hear so much about all the people that it happens to. So, so the fuck what? Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Be strong. The same shit we teach our kids now. Like, you know. Um, and I also thought because he was handsome. And people would think that I wanted it. So how long have you been single? <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, you answered. I answered that. I answered that. I asked you that later. All right, welcome to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast Uncut. I'm your host, Jonathan Dubaton, a.k.a. Finesse. And uh, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon. I don't know if I'm going to put this episode on the Patreon or what, but make sure you guys sign up for exclusive content. Make sure you guys check out the website, www.richunemployed.net. And I have a very, very special guest. Introduce yourself, please. Well, for those of you who do not know me. Don't know. They don't know me. Mm-hmm. My name is Brie Renee. I go by Brie Renee straight from the A. I'm a radio personality, actress, mm-hmm. producer now. I produce my own movie. Mm-hmm. And talk show host on Revolt's Black Girl Stuff. Mm-hmm. Renee from the A. You said that on the radio? I do. That's my tagline. You think you're cool? I am. Hmm. So, um, how long have you been doing this radio personality hosting? I started radio while I was waitressing at the strip club. So, six, seven years now. Mm-hmm. How'd you get, how'd you start? Like, wh- how did that even happen? Like, did you want to do that or is it just an opportunity fell in your lap? Um, I definitely went to school for film and television at Georgia State, but I had already graduated, wasn't doing nothing with it, waitressing. Um, I had lost a lot of weight and blew up on social media. My transformation picture kept going viral. I gained like over 150,000 followers in like a short amount of time. And then, um, because I was so fine and fit, see, everybody... He called me on to the radio. I got called on to, at the time it was Jay Nix and the Dirty Boys. And um, 
at Streets, it was Ferrari and DC. They had the Fall Fall Boy show. Mm-hmm. So both of those shows called me on to be the model. One was like Model of the Week or Bay of the Week or something, and then Model Mondays. Mm-hmm. I went on, did both of those as just a pretty girl. And then I popped my shit. And then right after, they were like, with in around this time of the year too, um, both of the program directors pulled me aside and they were like, hey, have you ever thought about doing radio? And I was like, I do this. I went to school for this. And then um, I low-key was double dipping. I was working at both mm-hmm. for about six months before I got caught. Caught? Mm-hmm. What do you mean caught? Um, the program director at Streets found out that I was, I was basically interning. I wasn't on paperwork. Mm-hmm. And both of them were teaching me the ropes of radio. Mm-hmm. But I was doing both because I felt like one of them going to give me a job. Mm-hmm. And whatever, whoever doesn't, they'll give me teach me something for the other place. So, anyways, the streets program director found out I was working there. He was like, "You have to make a choice. You can't learn. You can't do both." He gave me two weeks in the street, told me to think about it, and then I made my choice. Mm-hmm. And then they offered me a check. All right, so you lost weight. You're mm-hmm. fat. You're big. Mm-hmm. Like how big? I was. The biggest I weighed was 240, 235. Damn. Yeah. I never tell. I know. I'm tall. So you've been like big your whole life? I was big my whole life. I was the bigger, thicker girl in high school. Bigger than what I... Actually, my high school weight, I'm probably looking like how I looked in high school. But that's not how you were supposed to look in high school. Uh-huh. But... um, and, of course, go to college, freshman 15, all that add up, add up. You get to be two something. And yeah, I was never the the fine, sexy girl. That guy. I was the, oh, you cute for a big girl. Mm-hmm. Why was you big though? Like what, why? Um, I think family. I'm from Atlanta, so I don't really, like my mama went cooking healthy shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, can I curse? Yeah, you can curse. Oh, Uncut. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mama, you know, I grew up on oxtails, collard greens, uh-huh. black eyed peas, cornbread, eat all the food on your plate. You're not getting up till it's done. They also not portion controlling. They giving me grown people portions. And then I went through something kind of traumatic when I was younger and I started to eat my feelings. Um, so I felt like maybe that won't happen to me if I'm fat. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like ate to mask myself. What you was going through? Oh, I was molested. Hmm. Yeah. At nine years old. So I think going through middle school, because at nine, I already had hips down there. Like, I was shaping out. And um, after that, I realized, like, you know, as a child, you rationalize shit your own sick way. It's not right. But I told myself, okay, if I eat and I'm fat, they won't look at me like that. That won't happen to mm-hmm. me again. Mm-hmm. So, have you like ever talked about that? Um, to friends and family, I did not share that to any with anybody at all until I was in my twenties. I didn't even tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell nobody. Nobody. Not a soul. No one in the world knew. Have you ever done an interview? Like somebody just interviewed you, asked you, like you know, not just about that, but like just an interview. Yeah. I know the episode is getting really good. Before we dive any deeper, I need to get into the sponsor for this today's episode. 
Being an entrepreneur, creating and maintaining a business is tough. We all know this. There's a thousand other people that's grinding just like you. What I'm getting at is you don't have to do this alone. Did you know that there's a morning call every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern? It's called the Morning Meetup, made for you. It's created by David Shans, the top entrepreneur who built multi-million dollar businesses. Yes, you heard this correctly. This is a group made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Do you feel stuck? That means you need to get into the room with high-level entrepreneurs. Get in the room. Basically, if you're tired of holding your own weight and it's entrepreneurship, you need to join. www.themorningmeetup.com. Join, connect, grow. I'll see you guys there. It's back to the episode. No, I've done interviews, okay. but not like, mm-hmm. not where we talked about that, no. But I'm an open, honest person. If it come up, it come up. I'm right. tripping. Uh-huh. It's my truth. It's oh, traumatizing. Does it still affect you to today? Like, mm, I think so. In what ways? Um. Ooh, I think it's a trickle down effect. I think um, because I did not speak up for myself in that moment, and I never told, I struggled with speaking up for myself in real life. Mm-hmm. I can know some shit not right, but I won't necessarily, and I hate that. But I'm working on that. Um, also because I made myself like a fat girl, I made myself a fat girl. I had to, and then I lost weight. It's like, I'm unlearning how to be a fat girl mm-hmm. <laughs> with like, that's a lot in its own. You date like a fat girl. You, you know what I mean? You operate, you, sometimes I still dress like a fat girl. It's like, no girl, you got this badass body. Show that shit off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you feel, you know, it's unconsciously you carry it with you. I think trauma never leaves our body. I believe that. Mm-hmm. So who was it? Um, it was somebody that worked at the Boys and Girls Club. I went to the Boys and Girls Club. Someone older? Yes. Grown? Grown. Damn. Mm. Yeah. He was probably 20, 1920, somewhere in there. He wasn't like an old ass man, but he was grown. I was nine. And I just I just had to ask, like, did like it was like he had sex with you? No. He molested me. What does that mean? Um, inappropriately touched me and made me do inappropriate things to him. Damn. I feel like that is just oh, I can't I don't know. That's just not me though. Like I never could ever, you know, just look at a little girl like that. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's some sick motherfuckers out here. So <laughs> it's a lot of niggas that do it. And then you'd be surprised because they don't look like what you think um, somebody would do that look like. Mm-hmm. They look normal. Have you seen him? I have never seen him after that. No. I, I actually never went back to the Boys and Girls Club. After that day? Mm-mm. I told my mom I didn't want to go back there. She was like, why? I was like, I just don't like it. I don't want to go there. Okay, so why didn't you feel comfortable like telling your mom or anybody? I think, well, I know because as a child, I thought, because my mama crazy, I got a crazy black mama. I thought as a child, if I tell my mama, she going to kill this nigga. Uh And then my mom is going to go to jail. Right. And then I'm going to lose my mom. Right. And I don't have a dad. Right. So now, do you just not be a victim? 
and sweep it on the rug and keep going because you see and hear so much about all the people that it happens to. So, so the fuck what? Suck it up. Mm-hmm. Be strong. The same shit we teach our kids now, like, you know. Um, and I also thought because he was handsome and people would think that I wanted it. Mm-hmm. They would just assume I could just be in the fast ass little girl. Mm. Like, was you into boys back then? Like, was you? Uh, I never, I don't even know if I had had my first kiss yet. I think that might've been it. Kissed? He kissed you? Yeah. Sick, I know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's okay. Why not the police? Same reason, because your mom gonna find out. And when do black people call the police for help? I never, <laughs> never been in trouble and was like, let me call the police. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's something that we naturally do. I don't think I thought that far. No, that was never, it was to tell my mom, but then I stopped myself because of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. That's crazy. I'm telling you all my business. You ain't just telling me, you telling me. Everybody, <laughs> all my goddamn business. I mean, I think it's, I think. Don't use this shit against me. <laughs> what, I mean, I think that, I think it probably could help someone. Um, even people with children. Or maybe like young women that is like it probably happened to like that don't know how to deal with it, because it didn't happen to like a lot of women. A lot. And some women don't speak about it. So. Ever. I was twenty one before I told anybody. It's crazy. Crazy. How do you, how do you prevent things like that? I think it's not so much about what we teach our daughters. This is what we teach our sons. Because, like, my mom told me everything. Like, if anybody put their hands on you, I'll fucking kill them. You come tell me. But that made me fearful of even telling her. Um, So I don't think that my mother could have done anything differently to prevent me from being in that situation. The only thing that could have been done differently was for men to stop or for us to teach our boys that that is not okay. Mm-hmm. That it don't matter what her body look like, it's about her mental capacity, her age, her consent. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It the age gap does matter. Mm-hmm. Like you, twenty years old, you shouldn't even like you said find me attractive. But I, I, I don't get it. But I now that I'm older, I see how men be like, oh damn, she she curved out. But it's like I'm i'm a child at the place that you work at you know i'm a child Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so stop using your power to take advantage of the situation and then he said he knew what he was doing he and then that's when you asked me like that's another thing like some of the sick ass shit that he said i still hear to this day in my head i know it's not true but that don't stop me from hearing it it's like you get shot you still hear that gun that gun go off even though you're not being physically shot again. What do you say? Some weird shit. I don't even want to know. Never mind. Yeah, let's not go down that road. Mm. <sighs> I guess it. What a heavy way to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> oh, this is great. Um, damn. I mean, I guess yeah, it does start with men, like teaching boys, you know, like how to properly like 
be around women, how to not mistreat women, how to like control like them urges that you have. I even I don't even know what urges. It's just I don't know. Some people would be mentally sick though. Mentally fucked up. So you gotta be. You gotta be to to do shit like that. To even like touch any young person because boy niggas be touching little boys too. Yeah, it's the predator. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can teach the prey how not to be prey. Your child, you're innocent. Your guard is down. You're not fully aware. You don't even have those spidey senses as adult. You know how our intuition tells us, like, nah, this some this gonna be some bullshit. Mm-hmm. We don't have that as children yet. Mm-hmm. So it's teaching the the predators not to be predators, but good luck with that. Or it could teach the, the kids, the youth to speak up. Yeah, but if I had spoke up. That would not have changed what happened to me. No. Only thing that would change is me being labeled as a victim. And that's something that even now I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Because mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be labeled as a victim. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to wear that. I don't want to be the voice for victims. I don't want to have to talk about that everywhere I go. I don't want to do no more podcasts where I'm talking about it. It just happened. We just came up and it's, it's mm-hmm. organic. But I don't want to be, go on a I don't want to, I don't want that. And I don't think any person who's been through that wants to have to carry that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So speaking up, yes, you could put that person away. Yes, it might could stop him from doing it to somebody else, but it's still other people out there that's doing this shit. True. All right, so like from that point, did it, did it affect like dating? Like you didn't date at all, like being this big girl or like- Oh no, I dated, I kept a nigga being- <laughs> I tell people all the time I had way it was way easier to date um of course I dated like at a normal age in high school 15 16 I had a boyfriend um but it was easier to date when I was bigger why how because guys who liked me liked me for real and liked me for me they wasn't just trying to fuck mm-hmm they like me because of my personality. They like me because I was smart. They like the real inside of who I am. But now when you in the body of a bad bitch, now everybody is, is you get, it's like quality over quantity or quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. I'm getting way more offers, of course. And some women will feel like the richer the niggas is the better. But it's like when you sit down with these niggas, they be stupid mm-hmm. or substanceless. Or just have lack of conversation. So I was like, mm, this shit was way easier when I was bigger. I'm not willing to go back. To I was that. about to say. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not willing to go back to that because I like who I am now and I'm way more confident in the body that I have and like how I carry myself. And I feel good because I take care of myself. But it is harder. Mm-hmm. So you was having sex, right? Like up until well, teenage years, you were still having sex? No, no, no. I didn't have sex. I like physically lost my virginity at sixteen. Okay. Like, well, I mean, that's teenage years. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Okay, so all right, now that you're, wait, how old were you when you lost this weight? I was like twenty five. Twenty five. So okay. <clears throat> how do? Thirty two. Oh my goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> You could have said 30-ish, you know what I mean? But um, I'm asking, 
now that you went from that to this and that you get all this attention now like okay uh, uh, these girls like they go get their body done like mm -hmm. they really wasn't i ain't gonna say nothing they really wasn't that bitch Dem but, yeah and like now that they got their body done like now they they hair big you know what i'm saying like they they feeling themselves like was you ever or have you ever do you feel like i don't know what i'm trying to ask you but do you did i go through that phase yeah they like a, a attention seeking i don't say i think that i was proud and like wanted to show off the way that i lost because that shit took a lot of fucking work to lose over 50 pounds it took a lot so i'm like oh you gonna see these abs mm -hmm. you know right now well not today oh. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta be a little you know i because i gained a little bit back mm -hmm. But because I, I was like a little about 20 pounds less than what I am now at my smallest. And I did gain some of it back because of the attention. Mm -hmm. So that's what I say. I wasn't doing it to get all this attention. But once I started to get it, I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. this is still too much for me. You know, so I then got a little X and gained about 20 of it back. Now, I'm starting to get back to that 20 I lost because I do think I, I feel better. I look better at smaller. But. It wasn't for nobody else. Mm -hmm. It was for me. And it almost felt like I had fully overcame what happened to me mm -hmm. because I gained the weight to hide and to cover up that. Mm -hmm. So like once I lost the weight, it was like, oh yeah, like I'm new, I'm me. Fuck that nigga. Like, you know, he can't stop me. He can't, he no longer has any hold on my life because mm -hmm. I done lost the weight. That was the, you know. Mm -hmm. So now that I, once I got to that point, yeah, I went through that phase of where a guy would say, oh, you out here just looking for attention. But I wasn't looking for attention. I just felt good mm -hmm. for the first time in years. I think a lot of women could say that. I, I feel good. Now. I feel like, good. I look good and everything I put on, I want to I wanna look good and feel good. But then I don't know if every woman feels that way, the way I felt. Like when you walk outside and literally every single nigga is breaking his neck. It's like you're with a woman. Stop, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know what I mean. It's annoying to a certain degree. I mean, but you're light skin, tall and thick. So you can't miss me, is what you're saying. Yeah, like you gotta look, you gotta double back, like. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. It's just a normal thing. Yes. So how do you? when you're dating like how do you separate like the guys that really like you for you now mm -hmm. or just your body um you can you can kind of see they weed themselves out based on how they articulate themselves the things that they say how soon they jump out with trying to fuck or saying sexual shit mm -hmm. um because usually a guy who is looking to date you simply for Sex fast track you. Want to fast track you? Like whoa, slow what? Down. What you mean fast track? Um, fast tracking. They want you to be their girlfriend super fast, or they 
They are trying to get you to spend a night ASAP. They everything that come, but it's just coming so so fast. And most girls at first you'll be like, "Oh my god, he really likes me," and then it'll burn out, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, "Well, damn, I thought he really liked me." No, he was fast tracking you mm-hmm. to get that pussy. Mm-hmm. You fell for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> fast track you, or I love you. Within you don't love me. Mm-hmm. You just met me. So they fast track you. But now it's not even about when I date, it's not even about, of course, his intentions matter, but I'm more so dating. And this is from that confidence level of, do I like you? Mm-hmm. Do I, do I see myself spending time with you? Do we have similar, can we hold conversations? Are you intellectually stimulating? Mm-hmm. Is there emotional intimacy? Is there other than chemistry that's so easy to find? Like you said, mm-hmm. I'm a trifecta. I'm gonna find some chemistry. Nigga, gonna it's gonna be some chemistry there. I Naturally, said, I said you trifecta. You said I'm tall, light skin, and thick. That's the tr- <laughs> <laughs> that's just the looks though. <laughs> Look. But I also am smart and have a great personality. So either way, go. I am a trifecta. But at the same time, it's like a lot of guys will be attracted to that. But I know me now enough to know that it don't matter how much attracted to me they are. If I'm not attracted to them, I'm going to be bored. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Or it's not going to last. So, okay, like what's the what's the, the ratio of you, like when you meet real niggas and you meet these niggas that just want to fuck? Like do you meet niggas that really like you or is the majority of them that just want to fuck you? Say, I think they probably. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people that just want to fuck. I don't know the number, but yeah. And I think now, but I think now because I've been fine for a while and fine for a while. Mm -hmm. I've been fine for a while and I've been popular for a while. A lot of niggas know I'm not going, Hmm. so they just took the bro route, which I respect. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a lot of celebrities rapper every type then try but they seen oh damn you're not going all right well that's Bree. she cool as fuck huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's my homie all right so how long you been single that's no the first question I ever right <laughs> <laughs> how long you been single um six months now i ain't been long Mm-mm. So what you doing? I'm being single. I'm enjoying being single. How long you was in that relationship? I'm not even really enjoying it. I ain't doing shit. Um, two years. Okay. Yeah. And it lacked the emotional um intimacy that I require. The whole two years? No. It actually took me to go through some shit to see that. Like? Um I lost my uncle this year, who was like my father. I lost a pet. I took like th- I had like three deaths this year, mm-hmm. and so going through that and seeing like, damn, you couldn't even be there for me with real life shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go through real life shit with you. Mm. Damn. Because at this point, I'm dating for real life, like yeah. for a long term. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn. He wasn't supportive at all, like. No. 
and was was really weird to me because when I met him, he was mourning the loss of his brother. So I was super there for him. I was the first year we were together. I was helping him grieve, and so of course when it came, it was other reasons in the relationship. I felt like, damn, this might not be the one, but that was the straw for me. Because mm-hmm. once it came around for him to be there for me, it was like, hold up, this is something I thought you could knock out of the park, right? Because you just went through this. And I was there for you. So now it's time for you to reciprocate. You know, some people can't deal with death. Everybody can't handle death the same way. They don't know how to. Everybody doesn't handle death the same way. Maybe he didn't know how to treat you. Maybe he didn't know what to do. He didn't. <laughs> so you broke up with him and this is what you told him? Like, you wasn't. Amongst the other list of things, too. I felt like he hadn't found his purpose as a man. He was still trying to find himself and I felt like I was spending more time helping him than pouring into myself. And I'm just kind of tired of helping. Ain't nobody ever helped me. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of (laughs) depleted. So you want a completed man? Like this, this? I don't think nobody complete. To an extent, yeah. You think so? Yeah, like a man that has his shit together. Like up a little bit. I just don't want to help. It it gotta come already kind of built. Mm-hmm. Now I can come in and put my little finesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to do it from the ground up no more. I didn't that's that's what it was—the ground up. Yeah. You made more money than him. Not in the beginning, but. Yeah, it ended up being that way. Mm. But I don't have a problem with that. I've been in another relationship where I had I was making, especially when I was waitressing. <laughs> <laughs> I was supporting a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helping him get his career off. But but that's what I'm saying. I didn't have a problem with doing that because he became who he was supposed to be and he is a millionaire in his field doing what the fuck he was supposed to be doing. Cause I saw the vision. So okay, what happened with that relationship? You built this man up, and now he's. Well, that one ended because I got fined. I don't get it. And when I got fined, and me working at the strip club, and all of that, he really couldn't handle the attention that I was getting. Oh. Uh, damn. So he broke up with you? No, nah, I broke up with him. I was like, you know how you fight so much that so you like, just fuck this. Like, yeah. it's mutual. Mm-hmm. I made this podcast last night and I was saying like, relationships don't make sense. They don't. But why you say that? Um, The concept of it. Like, we get together. It's a verbal agreement. And you know, like, it's not even for sure thing that we're gonna like be together forever. Mm-hmm. And you know, like in this time, in this time frame that we're together, like we kind of control each other's lives. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, you can't do this. Like, I'm telling you, you can't do this shit. Or it's like, it's just, it don't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't like it. And then like people be in relationships and you know, they be, they don't even be happy, like arguing and shit. Why would I argue? Why would I want to argue 
people feel like that makes them stronger. Like, oh, this makes this, this making our bond stronger. No, laughing, yeah, going through shit. I think going through shit might make your bond stronger because you get through the shit and now you know how to get through that situation. I agree with that, but not the arguing. And I don't want to argue no more. Like I'm at that point too. Like I think that we can both have difference of opinions. Mm. We can disagree, mm-hmm. but that don't mean we gotta argue. We shouldn't be yelling and screaming it at the top. And that was the issue in the last relationship. Like just because I'm telling you how I feel, it don't mean you should be. Because when I got a problem, I'm coming to you in this tone. So the fact that you at the top of your lungs mm-hmm. calling me a stupid bitch and all this stupid shit, cause and I'm tripping and screaming. Oh, cause he, cause he was wrong. Who was wrong? Not you, him. Oh yeah. Once the motherfucker start yelling and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Cause that's this tone I get mm-hmm. when it's a conflict. So if I'm coming at you with this tone, that that's means... not okay though. Like, why? It's not... it's not your regular tone. Like you done lowered your voice. Like it's like because I'm trying to let you know that it's not a conflict. Mm-hmm. Just because I feel a certain type of way, I want you to hear me. So I don't want inflection or tone or passion to get you off guard. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want you to understand fully where I'm coming from. So I'm gonna lower my tone and slow down my cadence so you can fully hear me and hopefully comprehend. Is that condescending? I don't think so. I mean, I do the same thing and um, I've had women that just hated it. Like, like I'm being sarcastic or I'm being like- Condescending. Some people think it's condescending. I don't, I'm just, but I'm, if, if, I, if I use any other tone, it's gonna be an argument yeah. back and forth. <laughs> right. No, nigga, fuck you. Because I done been that before. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Like you said, I think yeah. that's tiring. I hate arguing. I hate, like, fighting. I hate, I hate all that shit. I need to be a, a happy person. I need, I need you to make me happier. I'm already a happy person. I need you to come into my life, and I need you to make me a happier person. I need... and, and you don't always have to make me happy, but you can't come in here making me unhappy. Thanks. You can't come in here taking. We Sometimes we can just coexist. Mm-hmm. Like we don't gotta, you don't gotta do nothing for me. I don't gotta do nothing for you. We just be sitting here doing nothing for each other, but we enjoy each other's company that much. But it can't feel like I'm constantly pouring, constantly pouring, constantly pouring, and you just receiving. Right. And because eventually my cup gonna be empty, and then if but... you don't know how to pour back, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. It's mostly men that pour in. Well, let me not say that. I ain't never had it financially. <laughs> Financially, never had a man. I've never had a man take care of me fully, mm. ever. Like pay all the bills. Like my my ex, he definitely put something on the bills because he was there all the time. But we didn't live together full time. Yeah. So he, I, and I didn't require that because I'm a reasonable person. He bought me shit, nice shit all the time. But he didn't like to say a man's ever taking care of me. No. But I think that's my fault. Oh. Because I'm always dating people that... Beneath you? That what? Beneath you? Or I got to fix. I like fixing people. You just said you ain't doing that no more. I know, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. In the past, uh-huh. I, I like fixing people. Because oh. I, like I was... You know the rhetoric that they preach to women? I bought into that. Women don't, don't buy into that bullshit. That hold a nigga down... And be the realest bitch alive. That shit don't pay off. Man, hold a nigga down. Don't do that shit. I done did it twice. I done rolled and died. Hold a nigga down, please. <laughs> we need y'all. Die, ride and die. No, nah, I feel like um, 
you can't do that for everybody because now I feel like I don't got, what if my husband really need me to hold him down? I don't got nothing left. Yeah, that's true. I'm tired. See, but a nigga will use whatever you give him, he gonna take. And I feel like when women do that, they, they put a nigga, that's their crutch or like they baby in a nigga. Cause the nigga gonna figure it out one way or another. He will figure it out. And it's like, okay, when you come into a nigga life and all right, you you letting this nigga hold your car, you letting this nigga live at your crib, or you you you, it's like this nigga getting used to that shit. And he he's getting lazy for himself. Like mm -hmm. you become a nigga crutch. Mm -hmm. And and I don't say that I ever neither one of them were like complete bum ass niggas. Like I just was, you know what I mean. But I held them down in different ways, like. Those my two serious adult relationships, and I did hold them both down. But one, like I said, I held him down for a good reason. He had a plan. He was executing his plan, and his plan worked. He was actually putting in the work, and he became who he was supposed to be. And I watched it happen. It's a beautiful thing, and I don't regret it at all, even though I get nothing from it. <laughs> of course, the nigga done spent the block, but I just don't feel like that's for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Spend the block like try to be with you? He couldn't take the he couldn't take the attention, but you still got then. But I think he couldn't take it then because he wasn't where he was supposed to. Oh, be okay. So now he think he could, but I'm not willing to go down that rabbit hole either. You don't go back. Mm -mm. Me neither. I mean, no. Ain't no point. <clears throat> Sometimes, it like like in his situation, he wasn't. He wasn't who he is now, and he and and you were kind of like, like a star. And when people look at you, like he he don't even feel like he deserves you. Feel me? Like he ain't got enough money. He ain't, I don't know how he looked, but like niggas, like we get insecure about shit like that. Like damn, I got this badass bitch, and all these niggas looking at it like I'm I'm pretty sure she gonna leave me for a nigga that got some money. Yeah, that be in y'all head. No, that be in their head. Yeah, what they head. Cause she... So don't don't think like that. You manifesting. True. But I I'll take some accountability. I was at the strip club too, looking you know wearing the little waitress outfits that we wear. So that had to be hard. Seeing me go to work every day, I'm flirting with niggas for money, but I'm coming home to you and paying all these bills every night. So I felt like it ain't the same. What the fuck is you tripping about, Shawty? <laughs> the money on the dresser. It ain't the same. Yeah. Because we supposed to be the providers. And that's what I think the the major issue in that was. I think he began to resent me. So what you looking for now? I don't really know if I'm looking. You know, breakups feel like car accidents. Traumatized? What? Yeah. After you done been through, when you, even though you know you're going to drive again, you're just not super excited to get in the car. Mm-hmm. Cause you done been through a traumatic ass car accident. So I'm like, I'm not really like, oh, I'm ready for my next relationship. Right. I don't think I'm ready for another relationship right now. I think that this is the first time I've ever gone through grief for real. So I'm still navigating that and I'm still dealing with that. And I'm in a new space in my career and I'm exploring that. And I just, I'm open to having a friend or friends. I don't want anything serious. What kind of friends? Like, I think I need more male friends. Like like real bros? Or... Yeah. Oh, okay. Like real, like real bro. Yeah, I need more bros. Because I used to have, I grew up, because I was the pretty big girl, I had a lot of homeboys. I was a tomboy. Mm -hmm. 
And I miss having that male perspective and you just get things differently from men. I do have a lot of female friends still, but I miss that. So when I got found, I kind of like, like separated myself from them. I got one that's still cool, but he don't live here no more. You got one friend? One homeboy. One male friend. What about all the friends you, or all the guys you put in friend zones? They don't count. Why not? It's like you friends on them so you don't got to talk to them no more. But they can actually be friends, like real friends. No, because they want to fuck. That is true. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't fuck my friends, so. Okay, so do you think that you being this pretty girl, because I had this conversation before, do you feel like you can really have a friend without them trying to? Give me some. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> Do I feel like I can have male friends at this age that are not trying to fuck? Yeah. I think some, maybe a few. Not a lot. You might get one or two. What about attractive guys? I think that's possible. Yeah. Especially if he's attractive because then he got hoes. So he, I'm another, so what? I'm just a bro to them. Especially if they have a woman. No. How the fuck you well yeah you're being a new friend. Yeah, I don't know. Ain't how no way. Women gonna be. <laughs> you ain't taking that. Ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way be like, hey, listen, I just this is my new friend. Shot it cool as fuck. Mm. Nigga dead that shit right now. Ain't no way. I think you're right. I think it should be like that though. I think like that's it's you should be able to like have friends. I think that as long as I'm willing and open to meeting the woman, maybe she will be okay with it. No. Like, if we all hang out and you see, I'm definitely not trying to fuck your man. And I'm not going to come around, like, looking fuckable. <laughs> not around her. <laughs> or him. I'm going to wear, like, the hoodie, the sweats. Like... Can't do that all the time. There's no way. As soon as he see me in the right shit, he like, damn. Damn. I want to fuck. I don't know. That's a tough one. I do want male, more male friends that are not trying to fuck, though. Yo, what's your um, Instagram? Briss, the name. Breeze, the name. Bree, oh, Breeze? It's supposed to be Bree is, but it wouldn't let me put two eyes. Okay, well, hit that in a DM, y'all. I don't really have a DM. You don't? You got some mine. But that's because I knew you. You ain't know me. I knew of you. Oh. Like, and I and you wasn't on no what's up, Shawty. And <laughs> you was like, hey, let's do a podcast. Like, this is what I do. I don't think that was the first message. I think that was the first message. I don't remember. I think I said, um, I think I said, hey. And I said that your friend sent me your page. I think you just followed me or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's also a prerequisite. Like somebody middleman that. So of course I answered it. Like, hey, you should follow this guy. I think you will do. You guys should link. I should have I I did it back then. What? The slid in the DM to write the, the China Holloway? No. Oh. I did the podcast then. Oh, yeah. You should have. It's never too late. It's been free.
<laughs> Cut that out. Mm-hmm. So, you know. <laughs> I want to ask you. What are you? 33. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought you was younger. I look younger? You look 33. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I don't know. You just kind of gave me like younger 28-ish. I'll take that. I'll take that. Maybe it was prison. You went to prison? Mm-hmm. For how long? Not long. A little, little hiccup. Little, little hiccup? Little, little, little three years. That's the that's the um amount of time. I mean, it's not long, long, but it's still the amount of time to affect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you feel like you like? What's something you took from prison that you feel like you still take with you every day now? Can't waste no time. Can't take life for granted. Cause I've seen a lot of niggas that just and that motherfucker wasting time. Got twenty years, fifteen years, thirty years. Just can't take life for granted. Like I used to just be like just a money hungry ass motherfucker. I hate like any type. Of, I ain't gonna say any type of lick, but like I would, I would like put my life in jeopardy to get some money. Mm-hmm. And like now it's like that shit ain't worth it. I can't do it no more. Cause money come, money go. I'm telling you, and it's so easy to make. That was just the only way I knew. Like, but I'd be around like multi millionaires. Like I don't have to like. Try that shit. But yeah. It was a it was a lesson learned, a life lesson. Like I had to go through that to like do this. I wouldn't even done this. I came up with this shit in prison. Now. All this shit. So. What's something you feel like you had to heal from at the prison? Well, my mom passed in prison. Damn. Yeah, that was like the toughest thing. And um Missing that, like thinking I had time, and I would tell her like not to come visit me and shit, just because I was like, you know, like this. But that was like the time like I was supposed to like, you know, connect with her for real. Like, yeah, come see me up here every weekend. And I was like, nah, I only got three years. Like, I didn't been in and out of jail like as a juvenile, so like I already knew what it felt like, you know, seeing her come through the visitation room and seeing me in court and crying and shit. I was like, man, I don't even come up here. It's only two, three years, but that was like the time like I was really supposed to like kick it with her, and I just. Took it for granted. I can respect that. Yeah. But I mean, it made me like a, a stronger person. It made me like when I got out of prison, I was just on go. Like, I just, I was just on go. Every plan that I had, I was just going. Execute. Execute. That's good. If you could tell yourself something before prison to give you that same drive, what would it be? Like, if you could talk to young Vanessa. Before that three year B, or even before the first time you went to juvenile, to be and execute at that level or be this person, what would you say? I would have to tell him, like, <clears throat> where I'm at now or like where I'm headed. Like, bro, if you could see yourself in five years, you need to stick to that. And that's how I am now. Like, I don't know where I'm going to be, but I, I got like a vision of it. And that's why I really be going hard as fuck because I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can envision where this shit gonna take me. 
And I already, like, it's bigger than what I can even imagine. Like, I don't even know for real, but I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I could tell that nigga, like, bro, nigga, fuck all that. But I can't even tell him that because he he had to go through prison. Yeah. He had to go through that. To sit down, like, I, I was moving so fast as a young nigga, like, 26, 27, 28. I was moving fast. Like, money was coming in. I was making, like, 100 grand a month. I was moving fast as fuck. Not thinking of, like, prison. Not thinking of... None of the consequences. Nothing at all. At all, like. And that's what I think. I think that our journeys are so uniquely crafted for us to learn what we're supposed to learn in this life mm-hmm. that you can't take away things. Like, you can't, like, even what we just, the both of the traumatic experiences we just shared, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I would be fully me if I hadn't went through that. Right. And like you saying, so I think sometimes we can't focus on, I wish that wouldn't happen. I wish that wouldn't happen. Right. It's like, why did that happen? And what was I supposed to learn from this? Because mm-hmm. that only happened to me for me to grow, for right. me to be a new, evolved, better person. Right. So I think that's how we got to look at trauma or trial and and heartache and pain and all the bad shit that we all try to avoid going through. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go through it for a reason because God is specifically trying to mold you. And it's something, it's a lesson in that that nobody could have just told you. Right. Sometimes people say, they say sometimes lessons are, some lessons are taught, some lessons are bought. Mm-hmm. And bought meaning with time yeah. or your ass or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you, you, you paid for that lesson. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some of those be the lessons that stick with you the hardest that mold you into who you was supposed to be the greatest. I I don't think I would be wholeheartedly or, or well-rounded as a woman. I would have probably just been another dumbass cute girl. Yeah. Had I not been fat and not had to go through what I went through and not had my beauty to rely on. Right. So now when I walk in the room and people are like, oh, wow, you actually have a brain mm-hmm. and an opinion mm-hmm. and you're smart. It's like, oh, yeah, I do. But I wouldn't have had that had I just had had my beauty as a crutch like most women do in their early years. Mm-hmm. It's a lesson in everything. It's a lesson. You can't regret it. You just got to go through it and figure out why did it happen or what can I what what can I learn from this and how can I like use this use this moment use this opportunity like even if you're like going through like oh you comfortable now <laughs> use this moment to like level up mm-hmm. cuz like with emotions like that's energy like you can you can use that shit as fuel mm-hmm. and like I was so mad I was so angry and sad like sitting in prison like damn I didn't miss my mom's funeral like I was just, I got out mad as fuck. Like, shit. I ain't got nobody to console me. I ain't got no, like, that's the only way for me to, like, grieve is to, like, be successful. Well, I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. People don't take that. I know what, for, to feel grief for the first time in life and to be free and still, and you know what I mean? And to be able to go through the funeral and do all of that. And the anger that I still carry yeah. <laughs> from that. And so for you to have those added layers of anger and to use it for your good and not come out angry and hurting people mm-hmm. or angry and still being down the wrong path, that's a major accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Some people never bounce back. bounce back from shit like that. Mm-hmm. I wonder who you would have been if you never went through that. Probably wiped up. Wiped up? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. 
Wiped up. Yeah, I probably would have been wiped up. A cute ass little basketball, football player, wife, kids, being like a, a bimbo. Because you'd been pretty your whole life and yeah. slap snatch. Take that back. My mama wouldn't have let me do that. Like, my mama used to tell me, So what, you cute? Mm. That don't mean shit. This word gonna chew you up and spit you out because you're cute. Don't nobody give a fuck about you being cute. So my mama always did instill education. But I I don't know. I think I think life would have been easier, maybe. Mm. A lot more shit would have been handed to me. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll never know her. Pretty privileged. Pretty privileged. Hate talking about pretty privilege. Yeah. <laughs> Only because it's a double side. Like when you get people like me who I am pretty and I am gorgeous and I have this body, but like I said, you get quality quality, you get quantity over quality. And that is an issue. It's like, is that a privilege to have a bunch of bullshit thrown your way? There are privileges in it that I will not deny. Like, you know, man might hold a door or be nicer or sweeter or you know what I mean? Versus the bigger girl, he like mm, well, that bitch got it. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> like, or you know, guys are looking to do more things for you faster when you're pretty. My trainer tells me the bigger you weigh, the more you pay. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. bigger women, men do look at you as a target, as like a easy. Let me use her. When you're pretty, they don't look at you like that. They still trying to use you, but for physical beauty. It's crazy because you had both. Like you, you had. You was yeah, pure. I lived both. Yeah, it's crazy. I can see through all these mm -hmm. all the bullshit. Mm. That's funny as fuck. Yeah. So, have you ever considered getting your body done? For sure, I think every woman alive has considered getting their body done. Mm -hmm. Every day, I fight with like, just go get lipo. Why though? Because it's such a struggle. Let me to... tell you this: like niggas appreciate the natural body. Y'all say that. Listen, this is what it but is. That's not what y'all liking on Instagram. This... That's not who y'all DMing. Let me explain. The thing is, women with those bodies—that's a fantasy, and it's like you really don't take them serious. It's like we just want to get our rocks off with them. Mm -hmm. But like women with natural beauties, like you really look at them a little different. Yeah, we probably still want to fuck, but like. You can you can think long term with them. Like girls with big booties, like we already know they probably ran through. This is this is what we think. <laughs> ran through, you know what I'm saying? Like she didn't like every nigga that had it, because like that's what Cause every nigga want her. Yes. And ain't no nigga taking them serious for real. Because why every ain't none of them not all of them, but most of them single. How you bad as fuck? You got this perfect ass body, but you still single. Mm-hmm. Cause niggas ain't really taking you serious. Niggas just use you for what they want for real, and then next. But that happens. That happens even if, like, you're if you don't if you're beautiful and don't have a brain, that will happen to you. Well, yeah, that's regardless. True. So you got to be smart whether you get your body done or not. And that's what yes. I think. Women, like you said, you you got to be smart about it. You have to protect this investment mm -hmm. of yourself. Got to. You got. You got to invest in the investment. Yes. Because shit, you got this body, and it's like, damn, no, nothing else come with this shit. Exactly. Nothing. Nothing. I just got a fat ass. Well, I'm a, I'm definitely gonna use it. Yeah, it's like nothing else. Like I can't I can't wife you for real. Like you can't fucking. And that's sad because women think we're we one. A lot of women are trying to get their body done or want to get their body done. Like I've never wanted to get my body done for another man for a man. It's right. been because I want to feel good and look good. But you already feel good and look good. 
Sometimes, some days I don't. Sometimes I'll be like, look at that. I cook. Um, <laughs> like, they need to suck that shit out. Oh, that shit is. Uh, and then the bra fat and the back row. And then I need to get my titties done. Like all that. Women think all of that. We're, we are the most critical people on ourselves, but men do not care. And I'm telling you, they don't care because I was fat and was still pulling niggas. I'm trying to tell you, we don't give a fuck. About and it was some niggas you would be surprised. Was trying not let me. When I was big. Because I was in strip clubs. So I seen all the same niggas, mm-hmm. mind you. But some of them didn't pay me any mind. When I lost the weight, then they was all on my head. But I'm like, no, nah, nigga, back then, he won't. <laughs> no. Nah. all on me. I felt like a nigga that made it to the league. Mm-hmm. Like, look at all these little broke ass bitches on my dick now. That's how I felt. <laughs> but still. Yeah, it is. I think. And I think that we gotta just hold true to like, cause even if you do, that's that's what keeps me from getting my body done. Even if you do get your body done, you still gotta work out. You still yeah. gotta go hard. You still gotta change how you eat, or you still gonna be shape bad. You still gonna be big. I'm the only women that that got their body done and went right back to the eating habits and and just, big as hell. Just, just disappeared. Ass don't even fit in their pants no more. Mm-mm. Now you built like an auntie. No, auntie. <laughs> so you still, the fact that I know I still have to do that, it's like, damn, I might as well just do that. I say keep your natural body. It's going to be it's gonna be a time where, like, that shit is going to be, like. I was thinking about that with my face. The face? Mm-hmm. What you mean? Like. Botox? Well, I think Botox is fine. It just freezes what you have. But, like, you know, now women are getting fillers, lip fillers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck they doing to their chin. I don't know why that's even necessary. But you know they're doing cheeks and lips, and I looked at myself on the way here. And I was putting on my lip liner. And I was like, "You got some little bird ass lips." And I was like, "But don't get your lips done because at the end of the day, this is a vintage face, and just all things vintage hold a value. And so let everybody else fuck their face up, and then you're gonna be the last one standing with an original face." Real shit. <laughs> that shit is gonna be uncommon. Like, damn, like you natural. Like this your real face? Like real the one body. Real life, one I was born with. Man, listen. Don't real, fuck the game up. Real hair, real everything. Everything. You don't even know. You tripping. But it's gonna be a time where too, like, you're gonna have to always keep that shit up because like you done had this shit for 10 years and like now this shit, like now you older now and now you look in the mirror and look at your real self, you're like damn yeah and i always been a person that like i got into the shelf this helped me so much when i was working in a strip club i was like 19 and ass shots had first came out like before the kim k's before they was like mainstream when just strippers was getting ass shots Mm -hmm. and i'm like damn i always wanted a fat ass like that because i always had hips Mm -hmm. but my ass i had to grow into my ass like i had to get my grown woman weight to get my ass for real so, and my ass still ain't really the biggest ass, but it's nice. But I wanted ass shots so bad. And I even had a dude, the dude I was talking to at the time was like, oh yeah, he was getting ready to get drafted. He was like, as soon as I get drafted, I'm buying you ass shots. He was like, I want you to have, you got it. You my girl, you got to have fat ass. We're going to pay for it and everything. And I really bitched up because I'm like, what kept me from doing it was, you got to know the shelf life on shit. Like, if it ain't been around for 10 years, yeah. we don't know what the shelf life on it going to be. We don't know what it's gonna, how it's going to affect your body. And the shelf life on ass shots is like 72 months. That shit like a lease 
on a car. Like it don't last. You know what I'm saying? They start sagging and then it's unhealthy. Once the girls told me that they took, she had to go to a hotel to get it done here in Atlanta. Stripper told me. She was like, yeah, I can hit set you up with the dude. I ain't gonna say his name. He was taking, she watched him take whatever it was in a syringe out of a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> and put it in her ass. I'm like, ain't no way in there. I heard the story. Mm-hmm. Why would I? Why would I do? Let somebody put some in me out of a Gatorade bottle in a hotel room. That shit crazy. The extremes that they go to just to get that ass fat. And she still let them do it. She did it. Yeah, go ahead. That probably was fix it flat. Probably. You know, the only enhancements we can get is teeth. You said the only enhancements y'all can get a seat? Mm-hmm. No, now y'all got. Y'all get lipo. Niggas get lipo all the time. Don't let these niggas lie to you. Lipo is a little um, suspect to me. I ain't gonna say the teachers on lot, but. Niggas is getting lipo. Yeah, but I ain't. No, you, you're slim. But it's niggas out here that's getting lipo. And I heard you can get um, something done to your knees. To make you taller. Oh, to make you taller. Yeah, I heard that. And I heard you can get your peen enhanced. <laughs> I'm scared because that shit might never work again. What if it don't? <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It got to be no around way. for 10 years before you know. Mm-mm. They be like, oh, yeah, your thing still work, but your arm go numb every night. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, you, how would we know that? 60% chance of your heart stopping when you sleep. Like, what? That shit crazy. The world is kind of like, it's just transitioning into like just a bunch of fake shit, enhancing yourself. I'm okay, bro. If I got a small dick, then just so be it, goddammit. I don't, but I'm- <laughs> He like, for clarity. <laughs> yeah. For the bitches that's listening. I don't need nobody, you know what I'm saying? But teach his own. Like, I ain't, I ain't knocking nobody for doing that shit. Do you. Whatever makes you happy in this world. I think you got to do what makes you happy. Got to. And just live with, you know, the consequences. Whatever that might but be. But be careful. For sure. But you you should stay natural. I'm, a, I'm fighting. Fight. I'm fighting the good fight. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Don't let these girls get you. Like, Every that's day. a little arm fat, man. That shit is nothing. They looking like, damn, it look like I can cook. A little sad. I can't cook, but still. Yeah, I just said, let me pick my titties up right before the interview. There's nothing wrong with it. Cellulite, all that shit. That shit is sexy. They say that until you be like, you fat bitch, and argue. <laughs> That's why you fat. Yeah. Tell me about this movie. Um, I ain't seen it yet, but I heard it's really good. Yeah. So me, myself, that's me. <laughs> me, my friends, B. Simone, Ernestine Morrison, and Jackie O. We put our money up. We produced our own movie. We starred in our own movie. And now we have a full-length feature film mm-hmm. that is going to drop November 10th, Thursday, November 10th. And um, we're charging $9 to watch it on Mandolin. And then from there, it's going to go to Network. That's what's up. And it is a like a modern-day set-it-off and Ocean's Eleven. That's what vibe it gave me. Yeah, I think one of y'all looked like y'all was Queen Latifah in that bitch. Me, that was you. <laughs> yeah, that was up. And y'all spent like half a million dollars, like almost. Like to spend that amount of money, 
And like, now I know if you're going to get it back. You feel me? Like, you really got to be confident in motherfucker. Bitch. What was the conversation like? Like, okay, listen, this is how much it's going to cost y'all. Well, we didn't go in thinking it was going to cost that much. Uh-huh. We went in thinking it was going to be half of what we actually spent. Yeah, between four people. So like, okay. Yeah, so we split that down. We like, all right, I could do that. I still wiped out my savings for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I ain't be Simone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ernestine married. Yeah. So she got a husband to fall on. That was just mine, you know? So I'm like scared as hell. But I feel like if you don't bet on yourself, then how can you ask somebody else to bet on you? And as a working actress, I'm auditioning every day. I got to audition due tomorrow. I audition every single day with my agents. And I'm, I looked at myself like, how can you not want to or be afraid to put up this many bands right. for yourself, but you want a network to put that up? Right. Right. So put your money where your mouth at. Put your money where your craft at. Put your money where your talent at. Put your money where your heart at. And this is what you want to do, then you got to show people that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And we got so many great examples right now of like Tyler Perry and the Will Packers that show us that it can be done. And no, your first one out the hit, this might not be, uh, yeah. I'm lying, this shit good as hell. Yeah. <laughs> but, but your first one might not be a blockbuster hit or you might not make, like we might not make three, four million off of this. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I did it. How many people can say they produced the film? I know what it looked like. I got, I, I as long as I get my money back right. and make a little bit extra on top, then I can come back and keep doing it. It's right. sometimes we be looking for, or some people are so afraid to invest because they want the big win. You got to, sometimes it take a whole bunch of small wins to get to the big one. They all add up. Mm-hmm. They all add up. So we did, went in, put our money in, thinking it was going to be half of what it cost. And then, of course, because neither one of us had really made a movie before, we realized, like, oh, wait, we want the shit done right. No, we do got to spend a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. We do got to do this. We got to add this in post. We need this person to edit. We need this specific great person to do the coloring. Yeah. So that shit run up. That shit add up. Mm. Got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in yourself. Damn. But that's all I've been doing. My whole life is believing in myself. Mm-hmm. I was waitressing at the strip club before I was ever on. Anybody's op- mic opened for me. Mm-hmm. I had to believe in myself to even leave the strip club. My family owned the Blue Flame. You know what I mean? People told me my whole life, that's so cool. You're going to run the Blue Flame. So when I'm deciding to chase my dreams and I'm staggering between, do I stay a waitress and just wait and learn? Like, I know this industry. Do I just, you know, continue to do this and eventually move up and hopefully you know, run the club or do I chase my own dreams? Yeah. That that took guts. Mm-hmm. I went halfway across, I went across the country to LA to take acting classes every single week for two years when I left the flame. Damn. Two years. Because the only job I had here was on the radio and I was on Saturdays and Sundays. I would fly Sunday after hosting. I used to host a karaoke night at Whiskey Mission. Shout out to all the real niggas that used to come. Um, Because that shit used to be lit. But I used to host karaoke, get on the plane, go straight to L.A. on the red eye. I would go to class, Tasha Smith acting class, Monday nights. I would get right back on the red eye because I ain't have nowhere to stay. Mm-hmm. So class over at 10 o'clock, I'm rushing to LAX so I can get on the midnight flight back to Atlanta. Mm. I done missed flights. I done slip in LA. You know, LAX ain't no 24-hour airport like yeah. us. I done slip and hid in that motherfucker. <laughs> I did it. So once you go through the grind of it, it's yeah. like, why not bet on me? Ain't nobody, what, what else I'm going to do? 
Ain't no going back. I can't go back to waitressing. Damn. And I could technically, but it's like, I don't want to do that. You know how many, and that's the streets. Really, the hood niggas and the strippers and the waitresses kept me out of going back. Because you know how many of them came up to me and was like, bruh, you graduated out the flame. Yeah. And because you did it, I know I can get out. Mm. If you did it, yeah. I can make it out. Like you didn't come back and you and you know you could go back. Yeah. That that keeps them going. So it was like, I can't go back, bro. Mm -hmm. I can't. That's dedication. That is dedication. Mm. Is that your first acting gig? That no, that's my first lead role. Mm -hmm. But I've done, I've been in Tales on BET every season. Um, I've done, Tasha Smith actually gave me my first acting role in the movie with La Mama. And um, it was called When Love Kills. Um, I've done a bunch. I've done like maybe, but they small roles. Mm -hmm. Like day player roles or maybe a couple. I did Miss Pat. I did the new movie, the new show. It ain't out yet. But Donald Glover just made a new show. It's not like Atlanta. It's something different. It's called Yellow. But that's that'll that should be out next year. But I've done a bunch of things. It's like, oh, you want to set a couple days, but never the lead. This is my mm -hmm. first lead role. And it's so different from every other role I've ever had because I have this curvaceous body. Because I'm cute. I'm always the vixen. Yeah. I'm always the sexy girl. I'm always the side bitch or the stripper. Mm -hmm. I done played stripper a million times, side bitch, sexy vixen, whatever. But I've never been stretched in my talent. So that's yeah. why I'm creating this movie. I wanted to put myself in a completely different role than anybody had ever seen and show them that I can do. I could be a gangster. Mm -hmm. And I'm the hardest bitch in this movie. <laughs> the realest one. Queen now, Latifah Braves and all. Now, do you like continue to just eat, like produce your own movie now at this point? It's like, shit, I don't really need nobody to put me on shit. I can keep doing this shit. Um, I definitely want to continue to produce, but no, I still want to, I'm still auditioning because mm -hmm. that shit costs a lot of money. It do. And a lot of people want to be the boss, but they don't realize the amount of work and effort and time consumption that being the boss really is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't want to be the boss. Mm. I, sometimes I just want to go. And I'll help. I'm always going, because I've been the boss, I'm always going to show up and do, just like when we was in here, I'm like, did you check sound? This is not my set, but I'm just making sure because I know, because I have that experience, right? I'm always going to show up and do that, but I don't want to have, I don't want the responsibility every time. Right, right. So no, I want to continue. If it's a great project, I want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be the boss. Me and Ernestine met this guy, bro. He makes... I forgot how much he said he make. He make over like $200,000 on like Facebook. Doing like little three minute videos. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just like the new wave, like country rain kind of like, you know. Yeah, them skits. Shit. I actually did a skit last night with him. Um, but like, that's like the new wave. And I and it, I always wanted to be an actor. I'm going to be an actor. Like this is just going to open. Yeah. This is going to open the door for like other shit. But I'm just naturally an actor. I just know I went to one acting class and I was like, yeah, I got this. I ain't gonna keep going to this shit. But I, I wanna go back. Mm -hmm. But I really don't need it because once that camera turned on, like, I just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you do need some training. Every, not you personally. I feel <laughs> yeah. like everybody needs some training. No, it'd be like them little, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's little things. Like, even B. Simone said that um, that's her biggest regret going into this movie. She went into it relying on her gift. 
Yeah. And then she saw me and Ernestine and the work that we were putting. She was like, oh, y'all really acting, acting. Yeah. Like, so just, it's a craft. It's like anything. Just like doing podcasts. It's an art to this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you can just start and learn the art along the way. But you're going to be way more equipped than somebody who never studied yeah. this craft that's just starting out doing it. You're going to be like, my, my guy, you don't know. Let me show you. Right. You know? So with anything that you do, whether it's podcasting, acting, producing, you got to study it. In order to change the game, you got to know the game. Mm, that's a fact. That's a fact. Mm. All right. I'm going to start going to acting classes again. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to LA though. I would though. Like you could do and now we do have people here in Atlanta. When I was going to LA, it was literally Atlanta wasn't all the way fully. This was 2018. Mm -hmm. So this was before the pandemic. This was before everybody started to bring their production companies. It wasn't that many opportunities here as it is now. So now you could definitely find some stuff here. Yeah, I need to hone in on my craft. Cause this podcast shit, like when I first started, I I wasn't it wasn't like this. I wasn't that good. And I really, you know, I said, put some time into it. Yeah, you got to put time into anything you want to do. Mm. I think I'll be like the biggest, one of the biggest actors for real. You could do it. No, I'm serious though. I'm serious. You can do it. Acting is a skill. You can learn a skill. <laughs> you can do it. You motivated me though. Well, y'all did when I seen that, and I and when she told me how much money I spent, I was like, "Yeah, y'all put up what we did." Uh, that's what's up. That's my need. When does it come out? Why? Because is it gonna be before Thursday? No. This Thursday? Yeah. No. Two days? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what? I actually thought about putting it out tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. If it if it comes out tomorrow, I need y'all to go support. The movie comes out Thursday, November 10th. Click the link in my bio. Purchase a $9 ticket. You can watch it wherever you are. Phone, tablet, smart TV. And you ain't got to sneak your snacks in. Facts. <laughs> you can watch that shit in the crib. Netflix and chill. And it's a great chick flick slash action movie. You guys will like it too. A little spill. Yeah. Make sure I go watch a movie. Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, I'm a, I don't even spend money. I don't. I'd be borrowing Netflix, borrowing Hulu. Jeez. But I'm gonna spend my nine. That nine dollars. I'm gonna give it to y'all. Yeah, I deserve it. You gonna if you go to the movies, you gonna spend fifteen on one ticket. Yeah. So when I spend it nine ninety nine, I can always watch it. No, you get it for forty eight hours. It's only available for forty eight hours because then it's going to network. Okay. Damn. I guess I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. you got that nine. Just something about it. You know when that nine 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 go out your Apple Apple. Like, What the fuck did I just spend nine dollars on? Damn, Apple be killing me, bro. They like, do, but don't it seem like Apple charge nine 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 like twice a month? Yeah. Like, like where the fuck they be coming from? Like what are they paying for for real? Yeah. Why is it so reoccurring? I don't know. Apple shit hitting like food stamps, the first and the fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> What's your goals? Oh my God, I think I'm redefining them. I never thought I would be producing a movie. So now that I've done that, I actually want to make television. What you mean? I want to make TV. So movies are movies. TV shows? Yeah. Oh, like sitcoms? Or even T. I want to make, yeah. Not necessarily sitcom, but 
because sitcoms are kind of like comedy with a live audience and all that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I want to make TV shows. I have like two TV shows in my head that I want to make. Mm -hmm. I think I might want to make another movie or two to get the money up for the TV shows. Um, I want to continue to grow as a talk show host. I want to be one of the biggest talk show hosts on television. How did you even get into the talk show hosting reboot? I manifested it. How? What did you do? You wrote it down? I wrote it down on my vision board. I, I've always wanted to be a talk show host. Mm -hmm. So when I started radio, that was, okay, this is my way of getting to talk show. Yeah. Like, I want to be like a Steve Harvey. Yeah. I want to be like the female Steve Harvey. Like, damn, that nigga got a lot of jobs. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to be that. I want to host. I want to host the Emmys. I want to host award shows. I want to um, host my own show. And I want to continue to grow on radio, be like the morning show. And then, um, but yeah, so when I started radio, that's when I knew, like I knew before then, but I, I wanted to be a talk show host. And I've always made vision boards. Every single year I make vision boards and I have them all on my wall in my room. And the one that I made in like 2017 or 18, I didn't use pictures which is random because most of them you cut out pictures on for magazines. This one year I made, and it's even smaller than the rest of them, but I wrote Brie Renee in the middle. And then I wrote out like all the different things that I wanted from owning a bunch of homes on the West side. I want to buy back the block um, to making a certain amount of money a month to the brands that I want to work with as an influencer. Mm -hmm. I had them. And then I wrote on the side the networks that I wanted to be on. I was like, I want to work with these networks. And I didn't know in what capacity or how or when. I just put Revolt was number one. I had BET, Stars, HBO. And it's like two more on there. It's not that many. It's like six or seven networks. But they're the major ones. I wrote them on there and I always knew I wanted to be a talk show. I had on there a talk show host um, as well and just not next to Revolt. And Revolt wasn't even in Atlanta at the time. So I manifested it. I put it on my board um, and then Revolt moved to Atlanta in March of 2022. They started to, they already were doing the news show here, the Revolt Black News Show. They were working together this show that they're putting together that we are on now black girl stuff they were scouting it was not like an open cast casting call or nothing like that they were scouting and somebody that worked there just so happened to walk by the president's office and heard about this show and was like you can't make that show in atlanta without brie renee from that <laughs> brie renee from that you cannot make a show about black women in atlanta without brie renee from that and they brought me in. I did like a one-on-one -on -one interview with Monique, who was the president. And then from there, we went through a round of auditions. It's about eight of us, nine of us, and they narrowed us down to four. Damn. It was the best of times and the worst of times. I got that news literally as I was in ICU with my uncle as he was dying. So it was like, why the fuck would you bless me with this right now, God? Mm -hmm. But you know, he gave you what you need when you need it, I guess. Mm. But here I am, six months later. Make sure you catch Black Girl Stuff on Revolt every Tuesday night, 9 p.m., and it hits the app Wednesdays, 5. And the app is free. Period. 
since we know how we hate our 999. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back on my vision boards. I you mean, do, even if you write it out. That's why I be telling people, you don't got to sit down with magazines and scissors because all those networks that I wrote, most of them networks I'm already on. I've been on BET. I've been on Stars. I was in BMF. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's another show I did. Been in BMF. Did That was on Stars. Mm -hmm. I'm on the number one show on Revolt. Like, you can have whatever you want in this life. You just have to write it out and make it plain. And sometimes it's not your business on how. You know what I mean? Right. Because mm -hmm. what if I would have been like, Revolt not even in Atlanta. I'm never moving to L.A. I can't put that on there. I don't even know. Revolt don't even have their own original shows. Yeah. At the time, they didn't. But it's like, no, nah, I want to work with Revolt because it's a black network. Mm -hmm. I mean, what I've done is um, I created my own affirmation. Like, I recorded wrote down some stuff, I recorded it, put like some meditation music behind it, and then like, like I listen to it going to sleep, listen to it driving, and most of that stuff be coming in, like. If you believe it, mm -hmm. if you think it, you're supposed to believe it. Right. Like, except for the negative shit. We think negative shit all the time. Mm -hmm. But if you think it. The negative should have happened to it. The negative, if you believe it, that's what I'm saying. If you think it and then believe it, mm -hmm. and wholeheartedly believe it, it will come to life. So a man thinketh, so he shall be. Like, that's literally law. So be mindful of what you think and be mindful of what you believe. And so the fact that you are being mindful of that and you are regurgitating it to yourself and to the fact that you're believing it is in your subconscious, you eat, sleep, and breathe in it, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Right. And sometimes it don't happen the way you think it's supposed to happen. Right. You know how many no's I got that I thought I was supposed to get? But had I got those yeses instead of no's, I wouldn't even got the yes that I'm so happy about now. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't look at and worry about or stress yourself about the path or how it's supposed to look. Because you don't know. Sometimes God working, moving stuff out the way for you. Mm -hmm. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Can't never really think about the how, like how it's gonna happen. How, like, you just have to believe it. You just have to write it down and just know. Even if it might take a year or two, who knows how long it might take. I tell myself I'm number one podcast in the world. And you better speak it. And people tell me that though, like, I don't know where it be coming from. Like, bro, you got the best podcast in the world. People write that in my comments. And I never really said that to nobody. And when I started, like, seeing it and people telling me, like, oh, yeah, all right. Because people want to cater to such big, affluent audiences. But the fact that your shit is real and relatable, mm -hmm. the niggas in the trap is watching your shit mm -hmm. on repeat. The hood bitches. The, the people that nobody is thinking matters. Right. The people that have been forgotten about. Those people are, will be your loyalist supporters. Mm -hmm. The Blue Flame run and been around for 45 50 years. 50? 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that. Over, or over 45 years. Somewhere like 47, 50 years, right? Mm. Do you know that they've never ran a commercial? Mm. <laughs> because they don't have to. Because the hood niggas is going to support that shit right. every single night of the week. Right. I used to tell my uncle when I first was old enough to be in there, like, why don't we pay for Future or somebody to come here? For what? What? Them niggas gonna come here anyway. Right, right. If they want to, if enough they hear about it enough, he never would he was so against he broke down and got promoters certain nights of the week. But at first it ran for 20, 30 years without ever having a promoter. Mm -hmm. 
good dope sell itself. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Every time. So you make a great product. You cater to your audience. You talk to the real that can relate. And it's going to spread. They're going to continue to support. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows where I'll be in a year from now? Who knows? Who knows? You got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Can't give up. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking of something to ask you. So how long you been single? Are you single? I just mm. assumed. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. You got well, actually, no, I've been single last February 2021. Ain't that for a minute. Hmm? What'd you say? I said that's a, a pretty good minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. Probably since you started this, huh? Nope. Before this. I couldn't even do this with a relationship. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I couldn't do it. It would have been... This requires so much of me, I can't be in a relationship. Or somebody will be like, oh, I don't I don't want you on these on these couches with these women. Wait, yeah. And then I'd be real flirtatious too, like... Really? I don't think you flirted. Not with you, but like, you know... Some, oh, well, some women you be flirting. Like the, the posts that I make, like, or like when I be with the group of women, like, I just be playing. You know what I'm saying? I just be like in character for real. Like, I don't really be trying these girls for real. Like, but I might say slick shit. And I don't think a girl would be like, I don't need nobody telling me I can't be doing that. This is just me. This is how I gotta be. So I'ma start talking like that. I don't need no nigga telling me what I can and can't be doing. It's just me. That's how I gotta be. But that's real though. <laughs> I know it just sounds so liberating when me and say, bro, you don't never hear a woman say that. Like, nah. Say that shit, cause like, that shit. You motherfucker be trying to control you. Nigga, man. Can't have no nigga trying to tell me I can't sit on no couch and drink wine with a nigga. Feel me? The fuck? Especially when they pretty, cause ain't nobody that been on this couch is everybody's been attractive. No, they've been beautiful. That's why I was like, that's why I assumed you were single. Yeah, I'm definitely single. I think I'm be single for like another. You don't know how long you're gonna be single. I'm but I'm you I'm, gonna play I'm nigga preventing single? it. Okay. I'm preventing like that's awareness. Yeah. So you have somebody that you might like that could be, but you've been like fighting it. You? It's not me. You just hit me. I know. I just had to throw that in. Yeah. There you go. Talking shit. <laughs> you see how you. <laughs> I ain't going to say, um, I don't want to say that on camera because people might. Uh, okay. Yeah. You can, yeah, but whatever. I don't care. I mean, I have people that I like for sure. Mm-hmm. But can I, if I say I'm being in a relationship with them, I don't know. Who knows? He like you, bro. He just yeah. afraid. I'm not afraid, though. He afraid you're going to be tripping. I feel like I got too much love to give. And I don't want nobody abusing my love. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, everybody can't. Everybody not supposed to have this shit. Oh, you know I'm saying it's a lot. What what make your love so special that? Not to say it's not. I'm saying what make you feel like they gonna like? Everybody can't have it. What is it that's so? I mean, I just I understand women. I understand how to treat women. I'm just, I don't want to sound like cocky or nothing. I just. You can be confident. Yeah, I'm confident. I'm just, 
I'm a well-rounded person and I'm very attentive. I could be um, selfish sometimes, but- um, What's your sign? Leo. Mm. Only selfish because of me. Bitches always be like, what's your sign? Mm. <laughs> don't I don't know nothing. <laughs> don't know nothing. Oh, shit. What's your sign? Aquarius. Oh, okay. What's your sign? I'm an Aries. Yeah. I had an Aries before. She was a little- Aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, aggressive and like. That's why I said. See, I learned that about myself, though. That's why I lower my tone. I'm gonna start asking everybody to come on the show with their sign because people, when I ask that, like people really be in the comments, like, "Oh, Aries gang and answer gang." Oh my god, I knew she was. Aries women are aggressive though, but we're um like tomboys, and we are very aggressive for our what we want. Like I ain't never met a bum ass Aries bitch. That's her. That's definitely her. Yeah, she exactly going after what she want and gonna achieve it and dead spot on we can't act like niggas though she was definitely the homie yeah she was the homie before she came my girlfriend yep oh i think i saw that episode yeah when you're talking about the friend yes that you shouldn't have crossed lines with yeah yeah she was so strong that's us mm -hmm. not saying i got nothing against like aries but what you mean by strong what's she doing um strong like what made her stronger then? Cause I was just somewhere else with a group of guys and they were like, you're so feminine. And I was like, really? Never heard that before. Oh, this is the, probably like the acting kicked in. You think I'm feminine too? I don't get any type of masculinity from you. Or or strong. I don't think I'm masculine, but I think- I don't get, uh-uh. Oh, okay. Maybe that's good. I'm stepping into my femininity. That's a good Cause thing. I definitely done been the bro. I could I could sense that though. Like you just seem like the homie. Yeah. That's just the vibe I get from you. you yeah, just, for sure. She's kicking it like a nigga. You know what I'm saying, but I'm working on being softer. You should. Niggas don't like that. I know. Oh, okay. I know. I'm that's why I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Cause I definitely like my first serious relationship, I used to be like, hey. Hey. <laughs> like, hey, you so you just gonna walk in here and not kiss me? The fuck? Like, you know what I mean? I would talk to a nigga like, like a nigga. I don't know. Sometimes it's cool, though. Like, I like that shit. Like, it's cool when... Because you want your girlfriend to be the homie, for real. Yeah, I, I would. But then sometimes, I think as I got older, I realized, like, no, I, I want to be... So, especially when I became more of, like, a boss woman mm -hmm. in the world. I hate that word, too. I never want to be a boss. I want to be a leader. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a boss. That's so masculine. That's so hard. And they they dehumanize the boss you know what i mean yeah so i want to be a leader but when i come home i don't want to be that i want to be soft so i'm learning how to be soft naturally so when i do meet the next man he doesn't take me as well you so strong i ain't think you need a shit you know i used to tell my girlfriend that my ex she was like, I'm not strong. I'm not strong. I'm just, what else am I going to do? Sit in the corner and cry like a little bitty bitch? But like, on the exterior, though, she would be like this this tough-ass chick. Like, We got to work on that. To be the toughest chick and be crying to me and shit. Like, the, Yeah, and that's... Pick one. That's what my ex felt. Like, I didn't think you needed anything because you got it all together. And it's like... I'm holding it all together by a yeah. fucking thread because no one's come to help me. Mm. Aries women, we gotta be soft. I do. What do you, what do you think about soft men? Mm. 
I think it's okay. I think there is times where it's okay to be soft. I think both men and women, we have our, our, our it should be times where we are able to be soft and vulnerable. But I can't take no man who can't roll up his sleeves, get shit done, or you too pretty, you can't get your shoes dirty and shit. Um, Cause I'm a tougher girl. So it's like, I got skint elbows right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some bullshit. So I can't, I can't have, I don't want to feel like, man, and I was raised by lesbians, so I don't want to be like, man, my mama tougher than you. Pussy ass nigga. Pussy ass nigga. That's that shit. That's some real other shit. If I feel like, it, no, I can't. I can't feel like, you know, pussy ass nigga, but it's okay for my man to cry. Mm-hmm. It's okay for my man to be vulnerable. In the intimate setting, we talking about our feelings. It's okay for him to let me know that hurt my feelings or I'm not okay. I think that's cool. That's human. You're human. But when some shit need to be done, I don't want to hear shit about how you can't get your shoes dirty and shit. <laughs> Man, fuck all that. Because <laughs> that's when I turn into a hood nigga. Mm-hmm. If, if a nigga, if you ride with your man and a nigga called you a bitch, what would you expect your man to do? Who called me a bitch? My man? No. I don't know. He good. He's supposed to be like, who the fuck is you talking to? Mm-hmm. Amen. Or even not even like that. You can you can address the man and correct the man as a gentleman. You like that's my lady. You who you you gonna respect her? Mm-hmm. Now apologize. Like you can do it that way, or you can be like, "Hey, folk, <laughs> <laughs> talking to like that, bro." Either one cool with me, long as that nigga getting checked. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> as long as that nigga know that shit is not okay. I don't care how you do it. You'll be like, bro, I got that heat on me, bro. I don't know where the fuck I'm from, shawty. Man, you're a character. You funny as fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's real shit. How I'm going Because I'm going to be like, uh-uh, who the fuck is you? I need him to be like, babe, I got this. Mm. Who the fuck is you talking to? Or you could be like, that's not how you talk to her. This is a grown woman right here. This is my lady. You're not finna address her as that. Mm-hmm. She ain't do nothing. Cause I'm not gonna never disrespect nobody for them to just call me a bitch. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to learn that. When I was a little kid, when I was like 13, I didn't know what to do in them situations. And one time I just bitched out and I was like, Brian Leonard should happen again. I was ready to kill a nigga next time. But as I got older, it was like, okay, it's different ways to handle the situation. It's different like ways to handle it. You ain't just always got to prove yourself to your girl because you really just prove yourself to your girl. Like, I ain't no bitch, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that... I might crash out. I might shoot this nigga, whatever it might take to show you. Like, and see, I don't ever... I don't, as a woman, I don't want my man to be put in that position where he's putting us in danger yeah. or himself in harm's way of yeah. possibly taking the shit too far or going to prison or going to jail. That's why I'm like, you could correct him in a, in a different way, mm-hmm. but he definitely needs to be corrected because now he think he can try me and you. Mm-hmm. He, he, he think you a pussy ass nigga for real. <laughs> like, I just called you a bitch in front of your man. Your man ain't say shit. Mm. They definitely finna try him. They gonna rob you, nigga. As soon as I'm not around, they gonna think I'm the man. They ain't gonna rob this nigga as soon as I leave and go in the gas station. So I think that it's important for you to let them know that we are not to be played with. Mm-hmm. But it's a way to do it. And I never want you to be put in harm's way or end up going to jail behind some stupid shit. Because mm-hmm. once you go to jail, 
at least try so I could be like, no, babe, fuck him. Come on. All right. Hey. All right, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See you next time. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make me feel safe. Save me, baby. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I ain't crashing up and over. Yeah, don't crash out. Crashing up. A real woman ain't gonna want you to crash out. Not over no uh -huh. I didn't I didn't hear different um opinions on this. Maybe I'll slap the hell out that nigga. Or you better shoot the, like I done heard some crazy shit like shoot this nigga. It's worse. You done been called a bitch before? Every day by your own girl. <laughs> bitch. It's a word. Yeah, it's just a word. Nah, I don't want you to crash out over it. No, for sure. But I definitely do want you to like stand up for me. I wanna feel safe. For sure. I think that's important. And I think men need to know that it's more than physical ways of making a woman feel safe. How so? You can make me feel emotionally safe. To share my emotions and things that I feel. Like, if I tell you how I feel and you aren't listening or you tell me I'm tripping, even if it ain't got nothing to do with you. Right. You just dismiss my feelings. I don't feel safe sharing my feelings with you. Um... There's intimacy, sexually safe. I want to be able to try things with you, but if you like dominating the bedroom and or only give a fuck about you, I don't feel safe enough to be open and vulnerable with you. Mm -hmm. Like safe means be creating the right atmosphere for things to exist, whether you agree with them or not. Mm -hmm. I think that's when emotional safety comes in. Like, you might not agree with my perspective on this, or you might not agree with, even if it's a, say we get into it in a relationship, you might not agree with my take on it, but to just dismiss me and tell me I'm tripping, I'm not safe to express myself with you because you're going to dismiss me. Women need safety in not just physical ways, but emotionally, sexually, physically. Mentally. Mentally. I think that's why I'm like the perfect nigga because... I just, <laughs> I, I'm just, I just pay attention, you know. Like, you pay attention. Yeah, yeah. That's why I just, I can't, I can't be this open with everybody. People take advantage of that shit about, oh, I got me, I got me one of these niggas. <laughs> no, no. I need somebody that's really like, that deserves this shit for real. Mm -hmm. So what would you say your flaws are? Since you're so perfect. Everybody got it. Perfect. Um, perfect. I think my being selfish, because I could be so in tune with like what I got going on, I kind of like neglect the person and be like, I kind of forget, mm -hmm. and I let work come first. That's fair. And you, you just had to tell me like, snap me back like that, my bad. But I really don't got too many flaws. You would, I would have to ask somebody. All his bitches comment below. <laughs> <laughs> what you think his flaws are? Uh, maybe I could not be selfish. I think that's a fire sign thing. We are fires. Aries and Leos are fire. So we're in Sagittarius. We're the three fire signs. So we burn on our own. We kind of don't need much. Mm -hmm. We dance to, you know, fire. Think about how fire exists without yeah. anybody. It, a fire can burn whether something's near it or not. You know, it could just be going. So I think that that's like we can be so engulfed in our own that we will forget. And we're so ambitious. Most fire signs are very ambitious. Focus. Oh, I should know Zodiacs. Mm -hmm. But I would say communication too. Like I don't really communicate my feelings. I would say that. 
like if if I'm feeling a, a way, I won't bring it up. I won't address it. You had to like drag it out of me. For real. Why not? Do you not feel emotionally safe? Have you not felt that? I don't think so. I don't. No. See, that's major. Because you shouldn't have to carry that around every day. You should feel safe enough to express how you feel without fear of being rejected or fear of being put down or dismissed. Mm -hmm. Like knowing that I can tell this person how I feel and what's bothering me and they're going to hear and receive it and not flip it and twist it and turn it into their own shit or take it out on me or use what I'm saying against me later. Mm-hmm. That's a major thing. Cause like I told you that in confidence, I told you that, that this is how I felt because I wanted you to understand me, not for you to use it, save it for ammo. Yeah. It's weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Niggas be doing that. I think that's why niggas don't stress themselves too though. They don't know how, and then they don't want to be looked that different. Oh, I'm supposed to tell you how I feel. Like, oh, damn, I was sad about this, or I cried about this. and it's... I don't know. Maybe, I don't. Do you feel like you give your man a safe space to be vulnerable? I do. My ex, I think I definitely gave him a safe space to be vulnerable. That was the most vulnerable. He was the, he was the most vulnerable man that I have ever been with. I think I did a good job of in that relationship, yeah. Okay. Well, one day I'll get to that. I think it takes work on both parts. Believe that. Mm-hmm. I think my next relationship probably is going to be my last. Think so? Yeah, I'm done. We always say that. No, I'm serious. But see, <clears throat> I get to pick and choose what I ain't saying you don't, but... I'm gonna make sure the person that I choose to be with, this is it. Like I'm not just gonna just hop in any relationship. The relationship, the relationship I choose is it. How will you know it's it? How do men know it's it? Um, it's the connection, the energy. Mine is is off connection. Like you don't feel like you can have a connection with anybody. No, it's a certain type of connection. Mm-hmm. Like you really gotta be like on my like friend. Like, it has to be that first. Because if we're not friends and we're just in a relationship, I can't be, I can't just say certain shit. Like, I might slip up and call you a bitch. On some funny shit, like, hey, bitch, shut up. Or, like, on some funny shit, though, for real. Like, my best relationships have been, like, when I can call her a bitch without no type of, like, emotion. And she don't feel no type of way. But it's like, I'm not, like, trying you. I'm not disrespecting you. It's just me being funny. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get fucking people to say it to me. Like, it don't, it don't bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, niggas... Call me a bitch. Like, they feel some type of way. Like, yeah. no, I don't care. If we have that relationship. Now, if you're trying to disrespect me, it's different. I ain't calling no man no bitch. I'm never going to be like, you bitch ass nigga. See, that's different. You bitch ass nigga. No. <laughs> but if you were saying on some funny shit, damn bitch. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, it just depends on the situation. Yeah. But I had to have that friendship the first. Yeah, the context. We gotta be that first. And then we can grow into like now we just together. We already friends. You know, we already got this this connection. We got this 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 bond without any type of title or without any commitment. And now when we finally like we're we're together, just like I just still got my homie. Yeah. 
If I ain't got that's the hard part though, because that's how my last relationship started as friends. And then I felt like when he got comfortable, he treated me too much like a friend and not like his woman. Yeah, you got to find the balance though. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I am your girlfriend. You know that, right? Right. You still got to be sweet. You still got to be like. Yeah, I'm not your homeboy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of niggas want that though. But it's, it's you got to have that balance. balance. Yeah, you have to. For sure. Got to separate the two sometimes. Like, yeah, she could be the homie during the day, but at night, you know, like. Treat me like a woman. Yeah. I just love women. And that's okay. I think that we are so hyper-focused on being in committed relationships when we should just be focused on our journey. And this is me talking. No, that's so serious. Like, so real. I think we should just be focused on our own growth and journey and i think that the right person at the right time will come and it will help your journey it won't feel like it's taking you away from it or taking you off right, track right and i think when that is it and when that's there right. then you know that that's who you're supposed to be with when people hear me speak they they always feel like i say that i'm rejecting relationships like when i'm like oh, i ain't doing no relationships i ain't it's not that I don't want a relationship. It's just like I'm not looking for it. I'm really kind of focused. And I already know, like, one day I'm going to cross paths with somebody that just aligns with what the hell I got going on and vice versa. Yeah. And that's just how it's going to happen. That's how I feel. Like, when you were like, oh, what are you looking for? I'm not looking. Right. Right now. I, I'm really focused on me and, and growing. Because and, as, a, as a woman, too, when you get in a relationship, you pour so much into, like, that you so focused on the relationship that you kind of lose focus and sight on mm -hmm. you as a your own individual and your own career and everything so i'm really soaking up this time to not have to care or give a fuck about nobody else but me i ain't got to worry about if a nigga ate <laughs> i don't got to worry about none of that shit Damn. you know Feed me, i don't gotta i don't i'm not doing that right now you better come full. <laughs> Hilarious. I ain't gonna lie to you. I feel the same way though. I ain't gotta worry about nobody. I ain't gotta wake up like send a good morning text. I ain't gotta I ain't gotta do none of that. I ain't gotta worry about nothing. I don't gotta worry about what I'm picking out cute to go to bed in. Like all the bullshit that we stress ourselves out about women, as women, I don't have to worry about that. And I don't wanna have to worry about it right now. What a, what a wonderful feeling. Gotta worry, on, gotta worry about self first. Yeah. Because you don't even, people don't even be, they don't have their self together first. And how can you even get in a relationship if you don't even, if you're not, you don't gotta be perfect, but some shit gotta be together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the basics. Right. You gotta know where you're headed in life. You gotta be on that motherfucking path. You gotta be. And I'm a, still grieving. And like part of grieving is sometimes I don't know when the fuck I'm gonna be sad. Right. I don't want to just have to. Now I gotta go home and act like everything cool because because I don't want him to think I'm tripping about nothing. You know, like I don't. I want to feel what I feel in my moment and not care about how anybody else thinks about what I'm feeling yeah. or what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody. Fuck everybody. In the most polite way. <laughs> I woke up crying today. It was so weird. Oh, well, well, what do you think it was? I had a dream about my friend dying. 
that's like I know. I was like, I was like pouring, crying. I didn't know what the fuck. I was crying in my dreams and I woke up and I just was crying. I was like, damn, what the fuck? Then I texted him, like, bro, I called him first, his phone was going to voicemail. I was like, bro, you alright? But somebody, a recent, my homie just died a couple of days ago in Miami. I'm sorry to hear that. Tragedy. So at first we thought it was a murder because he was just in his apartment dead. And then they checked his key file, like, ain't nobody been up here. He ain't left his spots in Tuesday. All right, well, damn, what happened? So they ended up getting, going in his phone, and he got cameras in his crib, and they seen him playing a, with a gun in his crib, and they said that he accidentally shot himself. Oh, my God. And then, now we're saying it's suicide. Damn. Like, they, they went through his phone and seen, like, a couple messages, and, like, he was really depressed, and we never knew. Damn. But I would I would always be around this nigga, and I'd be like, bro, why this nigga always fucked up? This nigga be fucked up. Yeah, and that's a lot of niggas. You know how many niggas are depressed right now in the club, yeah. doing drugs, drinking, and you think your homie just like the party, he a party animal. No, that nigga is trying to escape some shit. Fighting demons and shit. Fighting demons that you don't even know about, but because we don't normalize talking about it. Yeah. That's why I'm like, it's okay for a man to talk about his feelings. Mm -hmm. It's okay for a man to cry. It's okay for you to get that shit out because to carry it around, you're going to be fighting it and trying to escape it. And when you try to escape what's going on instead of going through it, you run into drug habits and alcohol problems and fucking spending all night in a club and talking to me as a waitress and pouring your heart out drunk as hell and fighting. And you find all these ways to escape what you really feel because you ain't found no way or nobody you could talk to to go through those feelings with. Yeah. So I feel like every black man out there, every black man, I don't care about the rest, every black man out there needs somebody that they can talk to and feel emotionally safe with. And if you don't have that, pay $100 for a therapist. Therapy ain't nothing but $125 at max per session. Get that shit out. Mm -hmm. Especially getting it out with nobody, like somebody that you don't know. And you can just, like, they won't judge you. It's like, I can walk away and it's like, shit. I got therapy tomorrow. For real? <laughs> yes. Mm. Because sometimes you do want to know, like, one, this is covered in HIPAA law. You cannot bring this shit up again. And you're not going to use it against me. You know what I mean? You're not harboring my feelings and emotions for a later emotional ammo. You know what I mean? Sometimes it feels better to just get it out with a stranger. Mm -hmm. Therapy ain't weird. They ain't even going to tell you nothing for real. They just... They'll let you talk and ask you questions to get to how you really feel. Yeah. They're not there to diagnose you or tell you something wrong with you or tell you you wrong or you tripping. They there to help you walk through your emotions and get it out. Cause it's not good. If you it's like a tea kettle. You just waiting to go off. Yeah. Mm. I'm glad I don't have to rely on drugs. I ain't really going through shit. But I might need therapy for like just to try to find some type of healing, like my mom. Cause I don't know when the fuck that's gonna happen. I don't know when I'm here from that. Maybe if I, I don't even know if it's ever gonna happen, but maybe I should try therapy. I don't think it ever will, from what I hear. Cause my losing my uncle, like I said, I was raised by lesbians, so my uncle was my dad. So I literally lost my dad this year. And from what I hear, it don't get no better. I hear that you just, with grief, time goes on and you learn to live with the pain. Just mask it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's there for sure. It's there. And sometimes it don't. Some days it might not bother you. Some days you might not think about it as much. But when you do, that shit hurts. That's at least how I feel. I really felt good crying today. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't want my homeboy to die, but like, I ain't had tears come out in a minute. I was like, God. A good cry is almost as therapeutic as a good laugh. It is. It definitely was. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was just like, damn. You're like, whoo! Glad I got that out. Hell now yeah. I can start my fucking day. Hell yeah. Cry. Cry in the car. Cry in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Cry wherever you at right now. If you need to let that shit out, it's okay. Ain't no point of holding that shit in. You can literally have a heart attack from holding all that shit in. Mm. Mm. I'm interested, huh? <laughs> Very entertaining. I'm talking shit. You probably like all the bitches think that. <laughs> <laughs> all you bitches think y'all cool. <laughs> no, nobody actually verbally asked or said it. Well, I like my ego stroked every now and then too. Oh, for sure. They have like <laughs> different like waves. Like it's like up tempo, down tempo. It's like you can be funny. You can be real serious. That's good. That mean nigga not gonna get bored. For sure. I don't think I ever heard nobody say that. Ooh. Have anybody ever told you like I'm bored in this relationship? To me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh uh. I'm a funny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny as hell. Yeah. Fun nigga, I'm spontaneous. I do anything. I don't give a fuck what it is. That's that fire. Maybe not budgie jump. I probably would bungee jump. Bungee jump. I've skydived before. Oh, no, I mean skydive. I will, but I've done it. Got up. I don't think I'll do it again. That shit hurt. Skydiving? What hurt? The air? The air. I don't know if it's because I got asthma or what. I cannot fucking breathe. <laughs> <laughs> My face being all pulled back and shit. Then the the rope yanking you from the gravity. That shit hurt. It was not pleasant. It's been a great conversation. It has. I appreciate you for letting me come on your platform. I appreciate you coming. Talk my shit. I had nothing. I had nothing to ask you. Nothing. Not one question. Oh, I, the only question I did want to ask you was the body. Like, did you ever think about getting your body done? Oh, that I thought you was about to say about the movie. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, cause when I seen you paid, I was like, "Damn, she natural," and thick. I didn't say that. I just said natural. Um, yeah. Cause I wonder if she ever wanted to get her body done, and what? How did she feel about that? What made you think that though? You feel like I need my body done? No, you told me to say natural, but I'm saying looking at me, do it be like she looked like a bitch that need her body done. I wonder if she ever considered it. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at you like. She's natural, and I wonder, like, does seeing other women get their body done, like, does that, you know, cross your mind? Like, damn. I think every woman has thought about getting their body done. It ain't even about another woman. 
It's like, oh, that you can fix that now. That's crazy. Yeah. Let me go get that shit sucked out, lifted up, and tucked, or whatever the fuck. Well, I got these teeth. I can't. Not nobody from doing what they're trying to do. <laughs> do you? These teeth was the best investment I ever made. Not that my teeth was fucked up, but. But you feel more confident. It made for TV. And you didn't do it for nobody else. Mm-mm. You. Yeah. Nah, ain't no woman gonna take you serious and wife you up because you got to, you know, just. <laughs> wanna wife me up more. I'm just kidding. Shit. That's how y'all niggas be talking like, ain't no, ain't no nigga gonna take you serious because you got your body done. That's not true, though. They will. It's just how you, it's just. It's how you carry yourself and where the spaces that you're in and the type of yeah. being that you're going out there. That is very true. Because if you're still going around the same niggas that you've been attracting. Yeah. Then what's different? You're still going to get the same niggas. They're still going to treat you the same. Yeah. If you put yourself in a new circle. Or if you're going around them same, them niggas that only date them type of girls and want to run through them type of girls, yeah. you ain't going to be no different. So true. I think that's a lot of women's problem. You are not different, sweetie. That man's patterns and his habits are his patterns and his habits mm -hmm. for a reason. You ain't going to change shit. Mm -hmm. I have nothing against it, though. Like, I talk to women with their bodies on. That's nothing. For sure. Are you late for your event? Hmm? I'm holding you up. No, that's David Schmantz. I'll answer. I know him. On the podcast. <laughs> Bro. Oh, just chilling. In, hey, David. In the middle of an interview. In the middle? And you picked up the phone? She, yes, she, can you hear me? She told me to. Bree. Hey, David. I told him, I was like, oh, am I holding you up? Who's calling you? And he was like, just David. I said, answer it. Hey, Bree, don't get too spicy. Okay. I, it, it got real spicy. <laughs> it did not get real spicy. It did not. The couch, man. What's up, though? <laughs> yes, yeah, so we started tracking it. Um, I think it's on one. I think it's on two episodes so far. Gotcha. Um, um, it's well, the first one I can remember it was the six minute mark. I could send it to you. Um, and then um, the second one, I don't know off the top of my head. And then I have another one releasing tomorrow, no, Thursday, which will be probably like in the first six, seven minutes. So I'll send you like the link and I'll send you like the, um, the time stamp. All right, cool. Do you have the website, the description? Yes, I do. Okay. All right, cool, cool. Well, look, man, get, get, get back to work, man. I for sure. The goat himself. Yes, I love David. Yeah, people tell me like I'm like the um. What did they say? They say he like the. What did they say? I don't know. It's like I'm the street version of him, or I'm like the. The hood version, of David. Something like that. Probably. Yeah, I'm coming to take over. This shit just take over then. Yeah, it's mine. Do it. They don't even know what's coming. It takes a lot of work. And you have clearly invested in yourself. It's quality. They don't know what's coming. You consistent. I tried it. That shit is hard. Mm-hmm. And frustrating. I did a whole podcast with no sound. You know how pissed I was? <laughs> Man, I didn't do that before too. 
mad and pissed off this shit didn't come out right. I'm like, God damn. Wait, are you recall rolling? Yeah. Oh. How you stop. know? I don't see no red light. I see the red light. Oh. Oh, I'm paying attention. Okay. But I had to like, um, the reason I'm, I had to do all this today, like it took me like an hour and a half. I had to take a nap after this shit. Cause like I, I do downstairs and upstairs and I had to take everything from upstairs and put it up together and Crazy. I was tired, bro. It's a lot of work. It is. And so it'd be days where I don't even want to do this shit. But I'd be like, but when I don't post, when I, when I skip them days, when I'm not, if I tell people I'm, I'm a post, I'm going to have a video for them every Thursday and I go on YouTube and what well, they go on YouTube and it's not there. They gonna write me like, hey, like what? What the fuck the video at? What happened, bro? Like we need you. I took two weeks off one time. Like, bro, you alright? Like we, we need the content. <laughs> and I didn't know it was like that important to people for real. But you, you got an audience, and they listening, and they waiting for it. I realize that. Feed the streets. Oh, I'm gonna feed them. One thing about it, two things for sure. I am going to feed them. And then I thought I even want to gain nothing from it. I feel like I'm helping. I'm helping niggas. Shit, I'm gonna keep doing this shit. Cause something in every podcast, the guest has said something that moved somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have said something that touched somebody, or they felt like, "Dang, that's exactly how I feel." I just never heard nobody say it like that. Mm-hmm. People need to hear that shit. For sure. Who? How do you think you're helping people with your podcast, with your show, or is it just entertainment? <laughs> Nobody ever asked me that. I think I am helping people with my voice because by showing up as my authentic self, I'm giving other black women the space to be their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. So if, if I could show up and be vulnerable or yeah. tell my truth or say how I really feel in the moment, I'm letting you know that the fact that I'm doing it on TV, mm-hmm. that you can do it in the car you could do it at your workplace you could do it in your household you can show up and be yourself authentically no matter where you are so that's what i hope to do Mm -hmm. and i hope from my mistakes my experiences my pain you might can learn something or feel heard Mm -hmm. if you relate to me hopefully you feel heard hopefully you feel seen because there's somebody else there out there just like you I could see you in your light. Like, I could see exactly what you're going for. Like, I could see you being. I see it. Thank you. I want it. I think I see it. But I think people see it clearer than I see it. Same with me. I Like, I can't see what people see. People yeah. See, like, I, I know, like, next, I got on the phone with this nigga the other day. I don't know him from a can of paint. <laughs> he was with my homie. He was like, bro, it's an honor to be on the phone with you. Like, bro, I know, like, this time next year, you're going to be like, multi-millionaire like you go, like he was just just saying so many positive things you like i know it because i'm doing it yeah but i don't you don't know what like, i hear you though <laughs> right like when people see you on your show like you look you look bigger than what you what you probably think like you look like you on like you know maybe not steve harvey level but like you're probably headed there yeah you know what i'm saying that like you kind of stand out amongst all of them for real I've heard that before. What do you think it is, though? It's just your personality. Like you just, you're just more open. You know, like your character comes out, and with them, I don't like. You're just the star for real. I don't know what it is, but th- with them, I would say like they're not as. 
as not in character, but they're just not as like free. Like you're just it's just like natural to you. And maybe to them, maybe with them, it's, it seems like it's work, or it seems like they just they're at a job. Job, yeah. yeah. And with you, it's like you. I live for this. You do this. I'm excited. Yeah. Every time the camera comes. Yeah, you'd be passionate with like the shit you say, the questions you ask, like it's different. I I appreciate that. Welcome. Genuinely feel that way. But we got to end the show because it's been two hours. Damn, it's been two hours. <laughs> Yes, it has. We talked a long ass time. Hopefully, we help somebody out there. You talked a long time. So, tell me Instagram. Tell me where they can find you. Tell me what the movie show. Yes. So, follow me on all social media platforms. Bree is the name. It's B-R-I-S-T-H-E-N-A-M-E. Um, that's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that shit. And then, and, and YouTube. Also... You can catch me on the radio if you're local to Atlanta on Streets 94.5 every Saturday and Sunday. And you what time? 12 to, on Saturdays is 10 to 2, Sundays 12 to 3. And then you can also catch me on TV on Black Girl Stuff, which airs every Tuesday night if you got regular cable on at 9 p.m. But if not, you can download the app, which is free, and it premieres on the app Wednesdays at 5. But the movie that I've been talking about, Scheme Queens, it drops November 10th for 48 hours only. If you missed that, it is coming to a network near you. But you can catch all the details on schemequeens.com. That's scheme, like we scheming. Schemequeens.com. That's our movie. If you hear it, if you see it, just shout me out, support it, show some love. Be like, hey, I know Shada that made it. That was up. <laughs> It's been an honor. I, I want to I look back at this episode and be like, yo, I had the honor of having this woman on my podcast. Because I know you're going to like do really big things. It's an honor being here. I'm proud of you. Like, th- I thought you had been doing this way longer than a year. Mm-hmm. The fact that you've come this far in a year and you're doing great things, it's an honor to be here. Because you are going to be where they say you're going to be at. It's coming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's destiny. You are already doing it. You're doing numbers. Thank you. Keep supporting him. Support me. Support real motherfuckers. Nine ninety nine, Charlie. Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine, Charlie. Nine ninety nine. That's all it costs, man. That's all it costs. And if you ain't got it, it's gonna come on network. It's gonna come on network. It's top of the year, twenty twenty three. We can't wait. We can't wait for that, man. Nine ninety nine, man. Yeah. You got that little funky ass ten dollar left over you and your girl. A little, little, little. Dime sack. Right. Yeah. Dime sacks ain't even that much no more. We more expensive than that. But look, grab the bud, grab you some good wine, go to the Dollar Tree, stock up on snacks, Chipotle, Chipotle, whatever y'all gonna eat for dinner, and pick out on the couch and watch a good movie that you and your girl could like. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, we out. Until we meet next time, Richard Employee, the podcast, no more podcasts in the world. And I'll see y'all later. Good Lord. That was a good interview. It felt comfortable. It wasn't even an interview. What was you talking about? That's how they needed.